Hello everyone, Thor here. Today we'll be talking about my new movie, my tiny compatriot, Miss Marvel, the power of love, and of course, my chiseled ass. All that and more, it's the Infinity Watch Podcast! Was a good ass. Gotta say, <laughs> gotta say that that got that has to give it one whole infinity stone. Yeah. Stone, you know? At least one stone just for the ass. Sounds like Melody liked it as well. Yeah, yeah. Melody, Melody doesn't like that I'm talking to anyone other than her and not throwing the ball. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about right. Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my Australian co-host Eric. Crikey! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I guess what is what is the Asgardian accent? What is it really? Is it just? I think it's like old timey British. Is that, yeah, I guess that does make more sense. Old timey British. But I really don't. I really don't know. It's kind of a weird. It's it's just like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing making up voices. Yeah, it I'm is. I'm good at mimicking other voices most of the time, but making up my own, very difficult. Um, yes. But we are in Season 3, Episode 10. We're here to talk about Episode 5 of Miss Marvel and mm. Thor Love and Thunder that just came out this week. Lots of talk about that. Um, but before we jump into it, lots of random news bits since we yes. last spoke. Yes. Um, this one's more fun, but... I guess concept art has revealed that it was a, it was a possibility that in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, when they're going through all of the different crazy universes, there was a Deadpool reality that they were considering. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a, an actually a really cool way to introduce him to the MCU. Because it was yeah. such a quick scene. I mean, like, you barely saw anything, but... Um, I guess they must want to wait to introduce him in his own movie, probably. Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. I am, I am really not worried, I guess, but I'm, I guess I'm a little worried that Disney is not going to allow Deadpool to be the Deadpool that everyone wants him to be. Yeah. Uh, the more, I've never really been one to be like, Disney ruins properties because they don't. They clearly don't, but they do undeniably Disneyfy properties. Yes, <laughs> and they do. Uh, and uh, I I don't know about that for Deadpool. We'll see. Yeah, I think also just one of my other complaints about a lot of Phase Four is that I feel like you could do tiny little things just to bridge them a little bit better. Yeah, it wouldn't take much effort. Um. Like, remember when we were talking about Moon Knight and you're like, what if someone mentions God or Gore the God Butcher? Just like yeah. just like a sentence or something would have been really cool just to kind right. of feel it all. But then I guess they have to make sure all the timelines match up. I don't know. It just I little stuff like that would have been nice, I think. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Captain America four, our most anticipated film. 
um, <laughs> found its director. His name is Julius Anna. He directed The Cloverfield Paradox, but also um, it's an indie movie from 2019. I think it's called uh, Lucy. Lucy. I don't know. It's this L-U-C-E, which is pretty... Okay. It's pretty well-received because the Cloverfield Paradox wasn't super well-received. I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to judge the guy based off his movies because the Russo brothers seem like the worst choice ever. So, Yeah. Yeah, we'll... I think there's absolutely no way Captain America 4 will be as bad as Captain America and the Winter Soldier. God, <laughs> or Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I guess. Whatever that show is called. Who cares? It was terrible. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I, I have much higher hopes for the movie. I um, still hope that he... I Actually, maybe not hope. I wish he had become like a super soldier of some sort. Yeah, I agree. And I, I wonder if they give him some... Well... I don't know, because that is, I mean, that is, they could easily make that kind of his thing. It's like, he's just a guy. Yeah. Like, the, which I guess is kind of Hawkeye's thing, but Hawkeye still isn't really just a guy. Right. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he, like, never misses, even if he is just a guy, that's basically a superpower that he trained himself to have. I so. mean, after the end of Black Widow, where she was, like, jumping from falling debris left and right, and just, like... Yeah. was fine. I guess superpowers yeah. don't matter anymore. But, yeah. Um, that was always my big thing in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like he's fighting super soldiers. He should probably just like get like punched through the chest and die. Right. Right. So, you know, I don't know. But uh, hey, I hope it's good because all the other Captain America movies were really good. So, yeah. Agreed. Um, I think that's uh, that's the most uh, consistent trilogy. In, in Marvel. Yes, absolutely agree. Um, Thor Love and Thunder. So I guess it had the second highest Thursday opening of any movie, only behind Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, so they made $29 Whoa. million dollars on Thursday alone. Doctor Strange made 36 Imagine at any point in history... Ever guessing that a Doctor Strange movie would have a higher opening than a Thor movie. I mean, <laughs> that's insane. That's actually insane. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, just imagining. Oh, hold on one second here. Let me pull this up. Uh oh. Apparently, I had my. Uh oh. I lost it. For, I lost you for just a second, but I'm here. Oh, no. I okay. I knew that was coming because I, I had a VPN on on accident. Um, ah, fucking v, a good VPN needs to sponsor us and we'll, yes, and we'll use your VPN. And if it doesn't suck, if we can get through a show with it, <laughs> we'll, we'll promote it. Number one advertiser of the infinity watch podcast. No. So what I was going to yes. say is that never in a million years would you expect in any timeline, a Dr. Strange movie to gross more than a Batman movie. Which Batman movie did it outgross? The Batman? The Batman. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is insane. By like 200 million. Dude, everybody at DC should be so fucking embarrassed. Yeah. They have, like, everybody knows and loves Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Even, like, (laughs) Ezra Miller bullshit aside, people love The Flash. 
people maybe don't love, but they at least know Green Lantern. Like, everybody knows the Justice League. I feel like prior to the MCU, the Justice League probably had more universal appeal than the Avengers did. Who the fuck even heard of the Avengers oh, yeah. 15 years ago? Yeah, It's like, I cannot believe how badly they fumbled this. And now we're getting Nuts. shows for Moon Knight and mm-hmm. Iron Heart. Characters that didn't even exist, you know, in 10 years ago. And it's crazy. Spinoffs for Groot. Right. That's insane. It just goes to show you, you could have really interesting characters, but if you don't have the right creative people at the top with power, that it doesn't matter. Yep. One Which is crazy, because I was a huge Justice League fan when I was growing up, like the animated show and stuff. Yeah. And, man, I'm glad I'm... I'm glad right now in my life I'm more of a Marvel fan because you get all the great content. So. Yep. Um, speaking of more characters coming back, THR has confirmed that both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will return as Daredevil and Kingpin in the show Echo. Yeah. And he's supposed to be wearing his red and black suit. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, uh, d- did you see what his purpose in that show is? Yeah, so sources say Echo will include a plot line in which Daredevil, whose alter ego is Matt Murdock, the blind attorney, is searching out a former ally, that former ally being Jessica Jones. I will be so, so happy if Jessica Jones comes back. And the timing of that rumor is really interesting because if you go look on Disney Plus right now, Jessica Jones' show's title has now changed to AKA Jessica Jones. Yeah, that, how I, I will say, that is the original title. I think that's basically the title it was like filmed under. Yeah, when, um, when or you're so, gonna, something like that. They were going to put it on ABC. She, they yeah. were trying to get an ABC, ABC show and they called it AKA Jessica Jones. Yeah, um, which is I feel like the <laughs> the David Tennant stuff's a little dark for an ABC show, but we'll <laughs> oh yeah, it's hard to do Purple Man anything but dark. Yeah, um, but yeah, I hope I hope that character comes back. Oh my God, David Tennant's a legend, and that character's so creepy. Um, Kristen Ritter's rumored to be returning in that role too, which is good because she was great. So yes, one hundred percent. But sad times. Another rumor suggests that Netflix's Danny Rand, performed by Finn Jones, won't reprise his role in the MCU. Oh, no. So sad. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, I'm sure, a surprise to no one. Because they're going to recast him and bring him in a Shang-Chi movie. Yeah, I think probably. I mean, I love Iron Fist. I I hope they bring the character back in some way just because he's really cool um but we're also not hearing much about luke cage either which is yeah odd so heroes for hire maybe that would be cool maybe just do some you know enemy of or flavor of the week enemy of the week kind of thing i don't know something yeah i would love to see that um black panther wakanda forever is coming out at the end of this year in november and promo art has been leaked, unveiling actor Tenok Horta as Namor the Submariner. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures? 
I have. What do you think? Uh, I mean, looks fine. Looks good. I I was definitely not expecting, nor would I have wanted, a direct comic representation yeah, of, uh, of Namor. It's very accurate. Yeah, yeah. Kind of got like um, an Aztec spin on it, though, I would say, almost. Yeah, I think that's what makes it better. I think the... Maybe I'm just ruined from when Rick and Morty basically <laughs> made yeah. fun of Namor, and I, I that is now Namor in my mind. Um, so I'm glad. Was it, it like Mr. Like Nimbus or something? Yeah, Mr. Nimbus. Dude, I've never <laughs> seen Mr. Rick Nimbus. and Morty, but I've seen the the Mr. <laughs> Nimbus stuff, and that shit's hilarious. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, that is that is now comic book Namor in my mind. So I'm glad that they made Namor like actually like cool looking and not absolutely ridiculous well I, I mean subjective i think he's pretty cool looking um i'm, I'm just happy he still has his wing feet you know i guess i didn't i heard i watched a youtube video where they talked about that and i did not notice that i'm gonna have to look that up yeah, let me uh, google it again here Let's see. name more wing feet will it come up you can just kind of barely see it. Uh, well, I think a lot of the images got taken down by the studio. Well, I heard there were two, and I only saw one. Yeah, the second one is very different. It, well, it's like the same picture, only he has like a crazy headdress on. Oh, damn. And, um, oh, oh my maybe you saw the one dogs. where you can't see his feet. Yeah, pro- most likely. There's more. There's more than those two, actually. There's like another one where he has a crazy tall headdress on, kind of thing. It's like a ceremonial. I'll have to see if I can find it. I, it seems like they've done a pretty good job of taking everything down. Oh, I yeah, found, I'm. I found the headdress one. Let me see if I can message it to you here. Yeah, see, I I only found the other one. However, also part of these leaks, which I love the look of this is the iron heart suit was leaked did you see that oh yes i think of the bigger thing right yeah it was yeah she looks like samus yeah so sick yeah. I, I will be so happy if uh if that is real and that's the that's the final look yeah i'm all about that just to get uh something a little bit different <laughs> oh my god he has wing feet <laughs> They actually look that's hilarious. Good, yeah, they, yeah, I don't hate them, but I, I'm very, very concerned about how that's going to look if the, he tries to use those to fly. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming they'll just kind of be there, you know. Yeah, and not really be too functional. Yeah, I'm looking at this Ironheart suit. Yeah, it's like it's like crude, but at the same time. It, like, somehow reminds me of the Mark I suit, but then just, like, Samus yeah. at the same time, too. Which, man. Yeah, that's exactly. I love Yeah, I, I think it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, the Metroid games are the If anybody doesn't know who Samus is, it's the uh, main character of the Metroid video games. Which, man, Disney, or not Disney, Nintendo need, needs to have made a movie about that a long time ago. Yes, yeah, seriously. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, maybe guess, they will if this Chris Pratt Mario movie yeah <laughs> does well. But I can't imagine it will. It's a me, <laughs> Mario. Um, 
I don't know what they're gonna do with that shit. I forgot about oh. that. Um, I, I hate it. I don't want it to exist. Probably shouldn't, you know? Yeah. Probably should. No, just kidding. I think I went on a rant about how that's dumb and just make everything, because who cares? But but uh that one might be rough. Yeah, just a bit. Um, but yeah, speaking of Ironheart, uh, rumors are claiming that she's going to square off with the Marvel villain, The Hood, who is kind of like a mm. street level like Avengers-type guy. Um, he basically was a petty thief who broke into like a warehouse and shot and killed a demon that was there. And he stole its wow. cloak and boots and gained powers. And then once That's he gained powers... Sick. yeah. Once he gained powers, he kind of formed his own little criminal empire. So a lot of the old New Avengers runs with Brian Michael Bendis had the hood in them. So kind of cool. Dang, I have, I have, I'm totally unfamiliar with this character. And that brief origin description sounds kind of amazing. <laughs> like that's, that's such a cool idea. It's just a random guy shoots a demon and steals his clothes. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty cool. That's I think amazing. He, I think he actually debuted in like the early 2000s. Wow. Oh, here I love you go. That. He was created by Brian K. Vaughn, so that explains that. Okay. Um, in the Hood, number one, I guess. Oh, um, dang. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm sure that's on Marvel Unlimited. The Hood first appeared in his own self titled Max series in 2002, which means it's probably good because that's Marvel's more adult line that they had. Yeah. Previously. Oh, then it won't be on. Unlimited. That's so stupid. They don't have any of the Max stuff on there? I don't think so. Damn. This is the early Daredevil Brian Michael Bendis stuff is Max, too. Um, yeah, a Nasanti demon grant him invisibility and limited levitation ability. Um, but yeah, then Brian Michael Bendis picked him back up in like the early 2007s, 2000s, 2007. Um, and brought him into some new Avengers books. So. Nice. Cool stuff. Yeah. Do you have anything for us this week? Uh, yeah, just another, this is a story that has been going around a lot that is um, definitely a lie or embellished, but I will, <laughs> I will read it anyways because it's been everywhere. Uh, supposedly... It's this cute little anecdote they've been talking about during the Thor Love and Thunder promotion where Taika Waititi, who is working on a Star Wars movie, um, asked Natalie Portman if she wanted to be in Star Wars, supposedly forgetting that she is literally the reason Darth Vader exists. <laughs> but, uh... What? Yeah, he, apparently he's like, hey, have you ever wanted to be in a Star Wars movie? And she was like... I've been in three. And he's like, oh, I forgot about those. Oh, my Which God. clearly is a lie. That is a story they made up for the promotion of this movie. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to believe that, more power to you. I don't. I think that's just some shit they say to have something to say during interviews. But adorable anecdote that totally happened for sure. Somehow I <laughs> almost believe it. Just because I feel like Taika is I, so odd. I don't if if that is true, then Taika Waititi is about to make the worst Star Wars movie in the history of Star Wars movies. 
or maybe like, or maybe the best. Can't. I don't know. You can't. Uh, was, I don't know. You have to work pretty hard to make the worst one because that last one was pretty bad. Rogue One was pretty bad. Oh, 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 oh sorry. my oh. god! <laughs> no, 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 no. You're you're right. You're right. Rise of Skywalker was Rise undeniably Skywalker. worse oh. than than Rogue One. That is for sure the worst Star Wars movie. And no you're not going to make the best because the Phantom Menace already exists. Oh wow, that's a, you know that's a hot take, but I'm not as that doesn't enrage me, dude. I I, I I like the Phantom Menace. I love that movie more and more every every single time I watch it. I just love it. It created so much that is now iconic about Star Wars. It's so cheesy at moments, but I just can't help but smile. Yeah, there's there is a lot. A lot of good in that movie, for sure. Also, I just love the the Viceroy trade delegation guys. (laughs) Sir, he's gone up the ventilation shaft. (laughs) Amazing. All right, we digress. We've got a lot to talk about. We need to, like, blaze through this shit. So I'm assuming we probably want to go Miss Marvel first. Yeah, and yeah, and to be honest, I think this one will be quick because the first 20 minutes of this episode... In my opinion, was terrible. Of and like almost a thirty-minute episode too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna say okay. at the start for me. Do I think that this was a great representation of like some stuff happening during partition? Whoa! Oh my god, these dogs! I'm gonna lose my mind. Sorry, um, everybody. Yes. So I thought it was like a really cool partition story. Um for episode five taking up that much time in like Miss Marvel, I didn't think it was a good Miss Marvel story. Yes. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we're in 1942. We basically see Kamala's great grandparents meet and fall in love and have a baby, being her grandparents. Yeah, who are both absolute babes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in this like. episode was very, like, just gorgeous. It was very yeah. strange. Uh, yeah, both of them. I was like, damn, okay. Um, and so, like, that was, like, a nice love story. Of course, like, Najma shows up. Because Najma has to fucking ruin every goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, her, That's her fucking her eyeliner have to life. ruin everything. She's like, hey, oh, I see you're happy. Well, <laughs> I got other plans. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, like... Everyone's happy. Najma shows up. She's like, we need to go home. Where's the bangle? She's like, you have until tomorrow. She's like, now she's against her. Um, So they flee. Najma finds her in like a crowd of a million people trying to flee the country and just kills her. Because that's what Najma does. Najma says evil. Now she has raccoon eyes. And that's what we're supposed to think. (laughs) Yeah. But... Now, like, it was... that, well, that's how we know. That's how we know she's evil. That's the only way we could ever. Know, right. Yeah. Is I mean, because of her aggressive eye makeup. They're like, <laughs> we could give her like devil horns or aggressive eye makeup. Because so. <laughs> um, the audience is not smart. Um, yeah. But now, like, we find out that Kamala is actually like in a different time. She is time yes. traveled. And we have created a time paradox in which she needs to be there so that her grandma... And her great-grandfather don't get separated in the train station. So, like, she's the reason why she saw stars that led her to her grandfather. And it just all happens really quick. And it just kind of... I don't know. I I wish they would have spent more time on that and less time on the Aisha Hassan love story. Yeah. Because I don't care. Like, it was... 
it wasn't objectively bad. It was just objectively unneeded. Yeah. Like who? Why? Why? And just unbearably predictable. Yeah. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, but I will say, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, you go because I'm about to go into like a tangent. Okay, sure. I, I I was gonna say I will say a couple things. First of all, the music continues to be top top yes. top tier in this series. Six out of six. So yes, so good. And I will also say, during the culmination of this uh, tr- this train scene in the past. Like, it did get... It was very emotional. It did get me there. Yeah. Um, yes, it did for me, too. It, it, so it's like... It was like 15 minutes of just, wow, this is so boring, for 60 seconds of like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> right. But I don't yeah. know if that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, like, I, I did find the story, like, engaging and great. I just didn't think that we needed this in the Miss Marvel show, I guess. Um, yeah, like I'm now realizing in hindsight, looking at the last five episodes that like I think I've liked the first two and like the, it almost has just gone down every single episode for me. Like mm, I loved okay. the vibe of the first two episodes quite a bit because Cause it was it, Spider-Man. It was. Yeah, it was <laughs> like Spider-Man. We got all those cool little graphics in the background. Yep. And yep. that doesn't really exist in the last few episodes. And I thought we were just going to be like in Jersey City kind of like discovering oneself, maybe fighting some bad guys, that kind of thing. Um, And they chose to do this huge backstory, which like I think has a lot of merit to it, but we just don't have enough time to be delving into it as much as we are. Yeah. Um, And I'm also really perplexed by the whole bangle still, because now the bangle helps her unlock the powers, but it seems like she needs it. But then... One time this woman hits it and her and her grandma both see a train. We don't know why her grandma sees the train. And then also now she, uh, Najma hit it again and Kamala, her, just herself, went all the way back in time to a specific moment and then somehow came back after a bit. And it just seems very plot convenient and not making much sense to me why that happened. Yeah. Like, what if she gets it? What if it hits it hard again? Like, what happens then? Does it just open in another rift to sometime else? I don't know. It just seems very like, well, the bangle's going to get hit, and then she's going to go back to the exact moment she needs to, and then she'll be pulled back once she's done. I don't know. It's just like, it just seems wild. Um, yeah. I, I totally understand your perspective. I will say for me, this just seemed like standard Marvel. The main character is the character of destiny and all of this is preordained. And it's like, you know, the Infinity Stones also are just kind of whatever the plot needs them to be. It's just like that's just kind of uh, I feel like that's just kind of Marvel at this point. That's fair. That's fair. Um Okay, so all this happens, right? She basically saves her grandma so that she'll she'll exist in the future, um, which is always a funny thing. I love the time par. I love a time paradox. When I say that, I don't yeah, say yeah. that as a bad thing. I find them very interesting. Um, and so she comes back, and so she's been gone for a little bit. But like everyone else, there was just like an explosion, and they're just recovering from it. So for everyone else, it's basically time is normal, um, and. 
basically find out that her traveling to time has opened up the veil of Nur right where they're at. You know, they're in the middle of like that fight there. Um, and like one of, Oh, can I, can I, so I guess I kind of, maybe this is, maybe this can justify it a little bit. I took it as the overcharge of the bangle opened up the veil of Nor, which sent her back in time. Mm. I don't think necessarily it was her traveling in time opened up the veil. I think it was the veil opening up was due to just like an overcharge of power. Probably. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. Because, yeah, obviously... I mean, it's all bullshit, right. so who cares? Right. But <laughs> yeah. So basically, the Veil of Noor is now up, open, and it just looks like a kind of weird rift. It was okay. Nothing special about it, but whatever. But then, like, one of the one of the jinn, like, runs up to it, and then they just, like, turn into, like, a bunch of, like, black rocks, and then their entire skeleton just vaporizes to the ground. <laughs> yeah, classic. It was a wild... It was a wild look. Is that what they mean by going home? Just dying? (laughs) Just suiciding? (laughs) Kind of get it now. Kind of get it. Um, Okay, and so this is is where this episode, like, completely lost me. Is Najma's about to go back after seeing all of her other people vaporize. She's, like, standing in front of it. And Kamala's like, don't go. She's like, Aisha and Hassan just wanted love. And you took that from them. And, and she's like, I have to go. She's like, what about Haram.com, And he, you're just going to leave him? And she's like, I already have. And she's like, blah, 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 you should stay. And she's like, there's only one way to save him. And she's like, you have to help me close it. And then she just, like, transfers her power to him. Najma does. And then sacrifices herself and she just turns into a bunch of rocks that turns into a bunch of skeletons. And so this, this bitch has been running around. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, the way, the way, the, the cadence with which you just said that made me really think of that, uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack song that got memed to death where he goes, this bitch got me paying a rent. <laughs> She deserves it, though. Oh, my gosh. This bitch be running around for, like, 80 years at least, right? Just trying to get home. She's killed countless people. She's tried to kill countless people, including one of her best friends, right? She's abandoned her son. And now Kamala Khan, who can't even drive a car, after, like, two sentences, convinces her to give up. Why? What is this? What is that random dick? What is her having? What is her car driving ability have to do with this? Like, I've seen like we've seen like this whole like the good that's guy. That's a convinces. ricochet shot if I've ever heard one. That's a what shot? What do you say? A ricochet shot if yeah. I've ever heard one. <laughs> so it's like I'm fine if it's done well. The whole good guy finally convinces a bad guy to like find the good path or whatever, which we'll talk about in Thor: Love and Thunder. Um... <laughs> But, like, nothing that she said was convincing at all. And, like, Najma has demonstrated time and time again that she's not willing to reason with anyone. Like, within the past day, within the past yeah. two days. Like, like, she's been try- like, she just murdered a person that same day for this. There's no way that this little girl, who she already tried to kill, like, a couple days prior, 
is this going to convince her in 30 seconds to just give this all up? She's crazy. And so it's just like, I just didn't feel like it earned the end result. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it didn't bother me to that same extent. I totally see what you're saying. But I could see maybe, like, Kamala comes back and she goes, oh, like, maybe it just clicked, like, oh, my God, this is the girl from 80 years ago. And I'm in the, like, the universe is conspiring against me. My whole life has been a lie. And so it's maybe it's just a moment of weakness. I mean, what she would probably see as weakness. And the realization of, like, you know, if if the universe or the newer or whatever is like conspiring against you, why would you continue with this hopeless path you're on? I'll have to get you the number for my chiropr- uh, chiropractor here. So because all this bending over backwards, it's going to be causing <laughs> you some back damage. I feel like that's plausible. Yeah, it is. I just like. Like I said, I just didn't feel like it earned it, right? I feel like yeah, no, that's fair. That's like, fair. Because I don't even think she really saw Kamala. Like she just like killed Aisha, and then was just like, "All right, I'm good. I'll see you later." Which, in like hindsight, like Najma killing Aisha is really stupid because now she can't find the bangle. She doesn't know where it's at, and we know that she doesn't find the bangle for another like. 80 years. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm, I wonder why there wasn't some kind of crazy double bangle interference when Kamala was like wearing the bangle was right next to her uh, baby grandma. Well, I guess it's always was also thing, wearing the, bangle. the same bangle. Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck does that work? But you know, we get into that conversation. We'll talk for the rest of the time, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems <laughs> like it's, it's like, um, they always say, like, when you're, like, one of those, like, debt collector people, it's like, you break their knees, you don't kill them, because a dead man don't pay debts. Like, you don't kill the lady, who only, the only person that knows how to find the bangle, if your true goal right. is to find right. the bangle. It's just stupid. Right. She's an idiot. So, maybe she was dumb enough to just save everybody. Um, and she transfers her powers to Kamran, which, I mean, Kamran now is with Bruno, he realizes his name isn't Brian. And now this is what's going to happen. Kamala, he's going to blame Kamala for his mom dying and become evil. Because you can't have two good people with the same powers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is for sure what's going to happen. Although, is it all going to happen just next episode? Like, Apparently. this was the finale. Yeah, this felt like a finale episode like, the entire time. Until the yeah. last two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't understand what's going to happen next episode, but... Well, and then just the cherry on top of everything, and this is for me, because clearly I'm not enjoying this as much as you are, um, but I'll take that back. I, I find it somewhat enjoyable. It's just, I just, I'm just frustrated with where the story's gone. Um, yeah. The fucking Department of Damage Control. Yeah. Okay, they're flying military drones <laughs> around... Packed cities, they find someone that has superpowers that's a danger, and so they just launch a rocket into the building they're in. 
Like, in what world? Like, this shit is crazy. Well, I mean, I think in this world, that's that's the most American shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, my God. I feel like that's the most believable thing in this episode. Yeah, just the gross incompetence, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think first... I think that absolutely would be how, in a world with real superheroes and there was a real government agency that was tasked to capture them or kill them or find them or whatever, they would be blowing up buildings left and right, literally. There is no doubt in my mind. Dude, there is someone that posted posted on Reddit about not understanding what the Department of Damage Control does. They're like, I just don't understand. And then I felt so much better after our podcast, like a a couple days I was was on Reddit and... um, Someone was like, what type of prison? Okay, um, they say Supermax prison (laughs) has the worst security for being a prison to hold supernatural beings. Are they walking in a sewer with just two guards? And I'm so glad that they said the sewer part because I remember watching that and saying on the podcast, I'm like, what are they in like a a plumbing area of a factory or something? It's just (laughs) a bunch of pipes. Um, But yeah, the Department of Damage Control, I feel like... They're just like, well, we can't use shield anymore, uh, so we'll use that, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, which, why can't they use shield Yeah, they should have just, just brought bring shield it back. back. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, especially, you could have just I been guess like, maybe they'll... I was going to say, you could have like used the whole blip as a reason to bring it back, and that's why Nick Fury's not involved, you know, and... Totally. And I I wonder if maybe they are going to bring it back because Nick Fury is coming back for uh, what? What is it? Secret Wars is the Uh, show? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. He'll probably be part of S.W.O.R.D. maybe or something. I don't know. We'll see. Last we saw him, he was in fucking space. So who knows? Which is crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the craziest after credit scene of any Marvel movie still to this day, I think. (laughs) <laughs> when we found out Nick Fury was in space. Um, all right, you ready to rate this one? I am ready. Any last thoughts? All right, as we do on no, the Infinity Watch was... podcast. What's that? Nah, nothing. We're get, it's uh, it's uh, internet troubles. Everyone, ignore ignore the ignore this shit. <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right, as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our shit out of six whole Infinity Stones. No halvesies. This one's another two for me. I have to say it. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a three, a three out of six on this one. This was my least favorite episode for sure, which breaks with tradition because generally the fifth episode of Marvel shows has been. Has been the best, but I feel a lot better with my rating now that you gave it a three. Yeah, this one just didn't, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. Next episode should be interesting. I don't really know what to expect, but um, I don't know. I guess it should hopefully be better, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think probably we'll get some fun. uh, Okay, here's a question. Do we see Brie Larson in the next episode? Um. Spoiler. I have a spoiler, so I'm going to give everyone a, like five seconds. So fast forward Ooh. if you don't want to hear. I think okay. I saw somewhere that Brie Larson doesn't appear, but you hear her voice. 
Ah, okay. Which I guess is okay. fine. I don't know. Seems like, I don't know, if you can get her for your little Disney cruise ship, why isn't she showing up in this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But hey, Yeah. You know. Still a little I salty mean, the more... that Doctor Strange didn't show up in the end of uh, WandaVision. So. Yeah, very yeah, very true. I guess maybe they're deliberately trying to avoid putting like the big like the A-list uh, Avengers in these shows, which I guess I understand. But also, it's not going to devalue I the don't. show. I'm just like to just, just like it's OK. You know, it's all right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wish we'd see him. For sure. But yeah, I hope we get something. Because yeah, I, I just I just want us to get back to the vibe of the first few episodes. I feel like we just got like too much in one direction. And there's not enough time in the series for all of it. Um, also, I just got to say the, you know, okay. So she's like been collecting pieces. I forgot the other reason why I wanted to rate this a two instead of a three. The end, man. Oh, my gosh. She keeps getting, like, cloths given to her. It's like, ooh, she's collecting all of her little Infinity Stones to make her Infinity costume. (laughs) And I can't stand that shit. And then her mom picks up her broken necklace, and her grandma's like, what's that? And she's like, it was Kamala's. And it's like, that's going to be her logo. And I'm like, we really don't need to go this far to explain a costume. Um like, I get it on one hand. On the other hand, I'm like, it's just too much. But then, also, there's the uh, the Red Dagger. He's like, he's like, I got to go tell everyone else what happened. And in my brain, I was like, who the fuck else is there? Because <laughs> the other guy's dead. We never saw yeah. anyone else that I can recall. And also, I just started thinking, I was like, what the fuck are these people doing? Because, like... Until this one moment with Captain Mar or with uh, Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel here, it's like, what have they been doing this whole time? Like, they know all about the Veil of Noor, they know about Jin, but like, are they just like killing Jin in Pakistan? Like, what is their entire purpose? Because it doesn't really make much sense to me. And how big of a group is it? Because their leader's dead, and we've only other seen one other guy. Just weird. No, that's not true. What about the uh, the, the beach bonfire? They're all chilling on the beach. Were those all Red Dagger people, though? Or were I, those I like assume friends? so. Maybe they're not. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I'll I, have to I go know. back and Maybe. watch that to see what they say, because I didn't realize those were Red Dagger people. I guess I'm, I might be under the incorrect assumption that Red Dagger Boy only hangs out with other Red Daggers. But, uh, but maybe not. Well, Maybe not. That might be one of the bylaws, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you don't talk about Fight Club and you only hang out with other Red Dagger people. But I don't know. I just find secret organizations with vague purposes very strange, especially when they have, like, crazy technology for just explaining one little piece of exposition. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, I'll (laughs) stop complaining now. All right, time to complain (laughs) about something new. Oh, man. Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. All right. Um, I don't know where to start with this movie. I was very excited. Um, well, let's start. Let me go for it. Let me start with a, a, a confession. Also, I really hope uh, that our Internet gets better here because it's it's really bad. Sorry for our, for the listeners. Um, 
My confession is I have not seen this movie. I just want I just want to be real about it. I haven't had time. We're recording this one pretty early. Um and I just have not had time to see it. And to be honest, since we're going to be talking about it, I probably won't see it. I'll probably just wait for it to hit Disney Plus and watch it. Um but I have I I I'm aware of the main story and much like The Eternals, I am interested to hear your interpretation of it because I enjoyed your retelling of the Eternals more than I eventually (laughs) enjoyed watching the Eternals. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. We'll have to, we'll have to do the Um, same thing and and have a a watching at at your place of. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. So I saw it 6 PM on Thursday, which is the earliest time they had it. And I will preface this in saying that I got drunk during this movie <laughs> a little bit. All right. Um, they they sold like a 24-ounce beer, and I didn't realize how big it was. And then like halfway through, I'm like, oh, boy. Like, I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, <laughs> I haven't done that before where I actually got a little bit tipsy during a movie. Um, all right. But it was all good. Okay, so... I was very excited to see this movie because I love Thor movies. Like, Thor Ragnarok is very rewatchable, and I am just a big fan of Taika Waititi in general. Yep. Um, I had trouble, like, hearing some parts of this movie. It felt very Chris Nolan-ish. Like, there's the beginning. Um, you know, the beginning we see basically uh, Gore kind of as, like, a dude, and he's, like, in the middle of, like, a desolate, you know, desert and he's there with his daughter, but we don't know his daughter's name. Maybe he said it. I couldn't understand a fucking word this guy was saying at the beginning. <laughs> and he's just praying to a god named Rapu, who I couldn't hear the name of the god because I just couldn't understand him. Um, I was sober at this point. It's not that I was drinking that I couldn't understand. It was just hard to tell what he was saying. <laughs> um, and basically, like, his daughter dies. Like, of just like they're just, like, in the middle of, like, a harsh desert there's no food or water. Um, and then, like, eventually he's, like, laying there. Gore is. And you hear, like, this, like, whispering sound. And then he just, like, starts following it. And eventually he finds, like, a little oasis in the middle of the desert. Um, and he's, like, walking around. He, like, finds water. He, like, stumbles into it. It's just, like, so shocking. There's, like, this little, you know, desert oasis here with, like, trees and shit. And then he sees... Uh, the god Rapu that he was praying to, and he's just like some like plump, white bearded guy, you know, and like there's these, like these other people with him, <laughs> and I guess they had just vanquished this um, other dude that had the necro sword who was trying to kill the gods, and um, basically like Gore pleads with this God to try and help him like bring his daughter back. And like the God is just like an asshole and he just picks him up to like choke him to death and kill him basically. But, um, the necro sword basically just like kind of appears in his hand. Like it kind of like goes up to his hand and like calls to Gore. And so Gore just takes it and just like stabs him right through the neck. Oh, so it's and like that, the anti-Mjolnir. 
<laughs> yes, basically. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the, the sword just like starts moving towards him, basically. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of what starts him becoming Gore the God Butcher, because he eventually chops off his head, basically. And, um, yeah, that's like the one... I, I'll go through this in chronological order, but I, I'll kind of talk about it as a whole while I do it. Um, hey, do you want to hear something that I absolutely hate that I just looked up? What's that? Gore's daughter's name is Love. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you you don't find that out, really, until the end. And, like, okay, at the okay, end, okay. basically, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that at the end, but, yeah, it's like, that's... That's how we find out that the title is Love and Thunder. Okay. Um, but yeah, we that's like the only time you actually see Gore butchering a god is at the very beginning. You don't see him killing any other really? gods for the most part. You just see the gods that are oh. already dead. Which was kind of a what bummer, a bummer. For me. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to see more death and destruction of gods. But um, So that scene cuts. Um, we get to Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and the entire scenes with the Guardians of the Galaxy really didn't need to be there. This movie moves so fast because there's so much going okay. on. And um, there's like at the very beginning and at the very end, um, Korg basically does like a voiceover to basically explain everything that's happened in order to, like, get through all the exposition as quickly as possible. Um, but, yeah, he, like, helps out the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they show a quick scene of him, like, working out for, like, two seconds, all these things. Um, they part ways. Thor gets a distress signal from Sif. Um, and then Sif, who has, like, her comic-accurate costume, which is kind of cool. She's, like, almost dying. She no warns way. Thor th- that Gore is coming for new Asgard. Um... And she's like, just leave me here so I can go to Valhalla. And Thor's like, actually, you only go to Valhalla if you die during battle and the battle's over. <laughs> so we assume <laughs> that he, like, takes her back to New Asgard, right? Um, so that was kind of funny. But, yeah, you don't see any of the god butchering or anything like that. Um, we see Dr. Jane Foster... She's diagnosed with terminal stage four cancer. Um, yes, and her treatment's not really going super well. And she decides to go to New Asgard seeking some sort of medical treatment. Because um, obviously I feel like cancer doesn't really exist in Asgard for whatever reason. Just based yeah. off of like their healing doctors and stuff from the last couple movies. I don't know. Just You don't hear about cancerous Asgardians, I guess. Um Right. And uh, basically, she goes to the broken pieces of Mjolnir, and the hammer, like, is reforged when she approaches it. Um, and it bonds itself to her. Uh, because we find out later that Thor had enchanted it to protect her. And so its way of protecting ah, her okay. is to turn her into a Thor, because when she's Thor... She's like, oh, all good, right? When she isn't Thor, she's back to, like, really not, you know, her body's struggling. She's really weak. Obviously, cancer is ravaging her body. So that was So I guess that proves Asgardians don't get cancer. I guess. I guess, yeah. (laughs) yeah, If she she is uh, 
if she it didn't seem like anyone was like, hey, we got like this like treatment or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess if they did, it'd be pretty fucked up because everyone else on Earth is like dying, you know? Right, right. They just got like some some magic Asgardian like pill or something. Um, so Thor arrives at New Asgard as Gore is attacking the town with like these shadow creature things. And they're, I don't know, they're just like creepy looking black monsters. And so he's fighting, um, Korg is fighting, um, Valkyrie's fighting, and then he's surprised when he sees Jane with Mjolnir. And then, you know, we've seen this in the, in the trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. And so they all fight together to thwart basically what Gore is trying to do. He escapes, but he kidnaps a bunch of Asgardian children. Um, and just like runs away with them in like this creepy black carriage thing. Um, I don't know this, this part, I was just like, okay, like kidnapping children to like get them to follow him. I don't know. It was, it was fine, but I didn't love it. Um, so they decide to travel to a place called omnipotent city. And apparently that's where all of the (laughs) other gods hang out. And so it's basically okay. just like, that's where we see the scene where Thor, you know, gets his clothes flicked off. That's omnipotent city. And so all of the gods are just like sitting around in like a gigantic, like Colosseum-esque thing. And they even mentioned like Ra, like the Egyptian god Ra. So it's like, who knows? It just seems like every god is oh. there. And they want to ask the other gods for help. Uh, but Zeus is like, basically like, a billionaire fat fuck who's like doesn't want to acknowledge what's happening even though he knows it is. And is so, Zeus like the king like the king of all the yeah, gods? Is he like the god of gods? He's yeah, he's basically like the most popular god so they're all like they all love him. He's like in charge of everything for the most part. Like they okay. make a joke he's like um they're about to all have like an orgy this this upcoming weekend. They even like make a joke about it. <laughs> He's like, if you keep saying this thing, these things, I'll un- uninvite you from the orgy, um, you know. And so it's just like, yeah, just like complete opulence, and like they don't, no one gives a, sh- none of the gods give a shit about the people that care about them, right? Uh, that seems like the theme of the the god story for me. Um, yep. So Zeus doesn't want to help. He has Thor cap- captured, and so they have to fight off Zeus's people. Um, Zeus seemingly kills Korg with one of his lightning bolts. And, like, I thought he was dead. I thought Korg was straight up dead because he, like, basically, like, throws a lightning bolt right through him. Um, there was a lot of fake-out deaths in this movie. Like, it happened several times. Um, but we find out that Korg's face, just his face, like, not his whole head, just his face, like, still survives, so he's fine. Um, and so Thor impales Zeus with his own thunderbolt, and supposedly kills him, which was pretty crazy. Um, and then Valkyrie takes the Thunderbolt as a weapon, and then they escape. And so oh, that scene right. is kind of wild. Um, we also find out that the way that Cronins, which is what Korg is, like, like they basically, like, two Cronins will, like, form together to create, like, another Cronin baby. Um, and... Korg at the end of the movie has a baby with another man whose name is Dwayne. And I didn't realize until after the movie that it was a joke about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. 
because it's Dwayne <laughs> the Rock. Ah, yep, yep. Which is amazing. So Korg oh is God. in a same-sex relationship. So that was a pretty cool little thing. Um, okay. Um, okay, so after Valkyrie has stolen... Wait, was this, was the, this the scene bolt. where we see Thor's ass? Yes, yeah. Yes. It, please yeah, describe like, this in great detail. So basically, like, he captures him because they're, like, snuck in to try and get his help. And then, like, he's like, let's see who this man is. And he flicks all of his clothes off. It's just like the scene in the trailer. We see most of it. Um, it's all completely uncensored. You don't see any schlong. Uh, but you see his, his ass. And, then, like, <laughs> all the women, all the women in, like, the omnipotent city just, like, faint at the sight of it. Um, but pretty quickly, he breaks out because eventually, you know, uh, Jane Foster Thor and... Korg and Valkyrie like step in once they realize that Thor actually needs some help. Um, so we see most of it in the trailer already. Um, okay. I will say one of the funniest bits in this whole movie is there's a love triangle, which is Thor, Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker. And it's hilarious because. <laughs> Once Mjolnir is, like, reforged, Thor is just like, you'll never forget you first, you know? And, like, there'll be, like, these really weird scenes where, like, Stormbreaker by itself will just, like, start floating into the screen. Like, as if it's, like, uh, like a girlfriend that's, like, looking over your shoulder, like, when you're, like, gazing at something you shouldn't. And it happened several times. It was one of my favorite gags of the whole movie. Um, <laughs> That's great. Because, like, Thor will be, like, trying to talk to, like, Mjolnir and then Stormbreaker to start, like, edging into the corner. <laughs> and it was really <laughs> funny. That was one of my favorite jokes. Um, so, I think Korg, Valkyrie, Jane Foster, Thor, and Thor, Thor, end up going to the Shadow Realm, is what they call it, to save the children. One of the children is um, Heimdall's son. And so he's kind of oh, able dang. to communicate with him, uh, you know, with visions. And so that's how he knows where they're at. Oh, um, nice. And so it's basically turned out to be a trap, of course. Gore wants to steal Stormbreaker so that he can use it on a bi. He can, you know, like, use the Bifrost from it to enter Eternity, a.k.a. the character Eternity from Marvel Comics, which was pretty crazy. <laughs> And I guess right. the, the lore is that no one has ever reached eternity before. And the first person to reach eternity can ask eternity for like a favor or a wish. And so if he has Stormbreaker, he can use it to reach eternity and ask for the destruction of all gods in the entire world. And so I was like, okay, interesting. Um, they end up in this hall in like the shadow realm and there's a bunch of heads. Um, shit. I had a list of them here. Let me see if I can pull it up. There's like a bunch of, um, like big, huge statue heads on the wall. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. Let's unhold music for a second. <laughs> the, I loved it. The watcher was there. Uh, oh, dang. the living tribunal. um, God. The celestial that we saw from uh, from Eternals had one. Um, what else was there? There's someone else. 
Is Eternity, not Galactus. Uh, one of the other I feel guys. Like, I feel like we've now seen two dead living tribunals, which one is kind of ironic, and two, like we've never seen the living tribunal actually living. What's what's up right. with that? I feel like it's just, um, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's just like a popular character, and it's very easy to like tell that that's what that is because he has three heads. Yeah, which is weird. Um, okay, so apparently the, the the statues are Death, the Living Tribunal, Infinity, Eon, Uatu, the Watcher, and that one Celestial from the movies that we saw. So, yeah, so that's that's what, you know, at Eternity, that's that's the statues you saw there. So that was like a little Easter egg. Um, so, of course, Gore overpowers the group, steals Stormbreaker. He opens the portal to Eternity where you see like this like gigantic hall, and you just see like Eternity just like sitting there. It's very strange. You know, he just like looks like the universe kind of, but like he doesn't really move. And he's just kind of sitting there. Um, Valkyrie is pretty badly injured. Um, and Jane has to end the battle because basically, like, she's, like, completely out of energy from using Mjolnir. Um, and so if she keeps using Mjolnir, she'll basically, like, die from cancer because, like, her body just can't take it anymore. And so Thor follows Gore alone. And... He follows Gore with all the kidnapped children to, like, the little, you know, area where Eternity's at, like a little hall or whatever. And he imbues all of the Asgardian children and their weapons, which are just, like, stuffed animals and shit, with the power of Thor. And so, like, he basically gives them Thor's powers temporarily so that they can fight all these little, like, shadow creatures that Gore is able to, you know create and so they all start like thor is fighting gore all these children are just fighting all these shadow monsters um and then right like when like the battle's like kind of like stuck for a bit jane shows up and fights with thor together and destroys the necro sword which you know obviously stops a lot of gore's powers from really you know working as well as they did um so Thor then basically convinces Gore. Um, I guess what is I can't remember how this works out. I think Gore is kind of like defeated, and then he's like, "I didn't want to destroy all the gods. I just wanted to get my daughter back." And so, basically, that's what he wishes for. Um, Jane <laughs> like dies in Thor's arms, and. Eternity, yeah, like I didn't see that part coming, but we'll get to that in a second. Eternity basically grants Gore's wish, revives his daughter, and then like Gore like dies basically there, and he asks Thor to take care of her as he dies from like the effects of the Necrosword, because the Necrosword just like corrupts you. Eventually like the Necrosword will just kill you just like cancer, right? So it's like almost like Gore and Jane die almost kind of the same way. Like, the Necro Sword was corrupting Gore. You know, Jane using Mjolnir was kind of, like, like taking all the energy out of her body. Um, and she dies. The children return. Everything's good there. 
Valkyrie and Sif begin training them. Like, we see a quick training montage. Um, Thor is now in possession of Mjolnir again. Um, and, and, like, we see him go on an adventure with Gore's daughter, who we find out her name is Love, and she is now wielding Stormbreaker. And so, ah. like, the last shot of the movie is Thor and this little girl named Love, and she's this little girl. The Stormbreaker's, like, as tall as she is. It's kind of wild looking. And they just, like, <laughs> yeah. go, like, attack, like, some people that are, you know, fighting someone else. Um, and then that's, like, the last scene in the movie. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't see the whole love thing happening. I didn't... If, if he said her name at any point in the movie besides the end, I couldn't understand it. Gotcha. sometimes it's hard to hear people. Um, I really didn't want Jane to die. I feel like we didn't get enough moments with her. I wanted to see more yeah. of her. Yeah. Um, I didn't get enough God butchering to be happy. Um, what was my other, my other criticism? Um, the movie, there's just so much. You could tell that they like, had to cut so much from this movie. It could have easily gone on for another 20, 30 minutes and I would have been fine. Um, and so that was kind of weird. Um, God, I was just going to say something and I completely lost it. Um, near Love. So I guess she's going to maybe be in another movie. I don't know. Something like that. Do you know but, that apparently that is Chris Hemsworth's real life daughter? Oh, is it really? That's kind of yeah. cool. Makes more <laughs> sense now. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, the movie went by really fast. And there was just so much. It didn't seem to slow down much at all, and I really would have loved to live in some of those moments a little bit longer, I think. Um, it seems yeah, like Natalie Portman's done, from what I could tell. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I really was not expecting her to die. I thought that they would want her to be in some more movies or something. Not enough Valkyrie. Um, I don't know. The, the story... Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The story wasn't as well-written as I expected it to be. Nowhere near on the same level as Ragnarok. And everyone was praising wow. um, Gore um, and Christian Bale. He did not get enough time, man. Like, I feel like there was feel... like a, a lot of potential there, but it just didn't come to fruition. They the villains never get enough time. It's so dumb. This has been a problem with Marvel just, since well, like day more. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just they just try to do too much in this movie, which it's weird because Thor Ragnarok they did a lot somehow and it worked. Um, but this one I don't know if it just wasn't long enough. It wasn't even two hours, and I, it could have been two twenty, easy. Um, and I think they have the footage of it too. I mean, like it just. All of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff should have just not been in the movie because it just took up too much time in a movie that didn't have enough time to begin with. Yeah, I think... I don't know if you saw this quote, but there's this quote from uh, James Cameron over the past week or so where he was like, audiences just need to like get over the fact that movies are going to be longer now. And we just need to accept three-hour-long movies. And I totally agree. Like, if if a movie needs a certain amount of time, just give it that time. Like, 
Yeah. It's harder now because a lot of stories are told in longer formats, and we're just getting used to that. It is difficult in a theater to watch a three-hour movie, but, like, I'll do it. Yeah. it's. I don't think it's not difficult if it's good. You right. just got to make it good enough to justify it. Yeah, and in this case, like, I'm not even asking for two and a half hours. I'm just asking for two hours, 20 minutes. <laughs> right. This isn't even two hours long. Right. Uh, and, and that doesn't make sense to me because it's felt like we were rushing and rushing and rushing. And the story itself, just to me, wasn't that interesting. It was just like we got a quick little bit with the Guardians of the Galaxy that was stupid. I, I didn't get any enjoyment from it. And... Um, it was just like a little silly bit, and then it was kind of done. Um, but then it was just like Thor and friends trying to get some kids back from a guy, and then just like a couple quick battle scenes. And it just, to me, it just um, wasn't that intriguing, I guess. I don't know. There were still right. like a lot of funny bits in it, um, but I think it almost went a little bit too silly at times, too, uh, which is. You know, a Taika Waititi James Gunn problem, I think, is that, like, sometimes yeah. you have to let emotional moments be emotional. Yeah, I feel like, from what I've seen online, it just feels like Taika Waititi just went a little too Taika Waititi on this one. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I don't know. It, it, there was just some weird moments, and I just didn't like the whole, well, we're just going to get kidnapped children, and then at the end of the day, I guess... If you just would have just let him take the Stormbreak. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to Gore could have just been like, hey, I just want my daughter back. And then, like, Thor could have just gone with him, you know? And yeah. everything would have been good. I, I just, I don't know. The, the fact that at the very end, Gore reached eternity and was able to ask for what he wanted, and then it was just his daughter back. I'm like, what is everyone fighting about? Why can't we just have, like, a quick, like, chat and everything's good to go, <laughs> you know? Didn't make any sense to me. Why do we have to go butchering everybody? If you just want your daughter back, all you need is Stormbreaker. I just didn't, the, the end didn't really make sense from that perspective for me. I also read a criticism of if, like, the whole point was he needed Stormbreaker to get to eternity because that's the only way to get to eternity, then how the fuck did everyone end up getting to eternity still? <laughs> Like, like they, like they wrote oh, a yeah, magical. Like Jane just shows up, yeah, yeah. I guess the thought there would be that maybe Mjolnir can can travel via the Bifrost. Okay, and Stormbreaker. So, can't. but if it's just if he just needed a Bifrost, there's like um, there seems to be like a million Bifrosts out there now. Why has no one else gone to see this Eternity? Dude? Yeah, go get your wish. Yeah, it doesn't quite. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It doesn't quite add up. And make sense. Um, but we still got a couple of credit scenes too. Oh yeah, I have. I actually do not know what the end credit scenes are. I, I'd love to hear these. Um, so the first one, which is very interesting, um, basically, um, hold on one second. Let me pull up this guy's name. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, we basically see a recuperating Zeus after he just <laughs> got his own lightning bolt thrown to him. And he basically calls his son Hercules into the frame and tells him 
to go after Thor and kill him. Oh, dang. Okay. And you... Hercules is played by British actor um, Brent Goldstein. Brett Goldstein, not Brent. Brett. Um, who is known for playing Roy Kent on the show Ted Lasso. Oh, wow. Okay. Did not see that coming. And so it was very exciting for me because I'm a huge Ted Lasso fan. Yeah. And so, yeah. Brett Goldstein is playing Hercules and we'll maybe see him show up. Looked pretty comic accurate costume for Hercules in the comics. Nice. A little bit different than how people, um, you know, see him in like the Disney movies, these type of things. Um, Yeah. I have not seen any pictures leak online of that. Okay. But yeah, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I I like that. Give us a, Give us an MCU Hercules. Hell yeah. And then the second one is, is a little less, um, you know, um, story changing. But we basically see Jane Foster arrive at the gates of Valhalla. And oh, dang. Heimdall is there to welcome her. Oh, dang. And so okay. that was kind of cool. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, in Thor's, in Thor, you know, telling Mjolnir to, you know, enchanting it to protect her, you know, that was her way of like kind of like living forever in Valhalla, I guess. And so that was kind of cool. Ah. Especially seeing, t- um, what's his face? Um, Idris Elba for literally like five seconds. Yeah. I, I was wondering if he, I mean, if we saw his son, I was wondering if he somehow showed up. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. We got him so in that was, there. It was pretty good. Nice. So, yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder. The title is more interesting once you realize what it means. Yeah, for sure. Um, But for me, I think, like, I'm sitting at, like, a a four on the scale. Okay. It's not a super strong four right now. I need to see it again. I really do need to see it again just because the first time I see a movie. Classic. You know? (laughs) It just, that, and I was a a little buzzed. But I don't think All that right. affected my my judgment of what I thought the movie was. It just the movie was not what I expected it to be, though. Too so, yeah, uh, kind of a strange story. Um, I found New Asgard to be really funny because now it's like a tourist destination <laughs> with like a bunch of like really touristy things. Um, there was like a an ice cream sco- an ice cream store called Infinity Cones. <laughs> And like I the love logo that. is like an infinity gauntlet holding ice cream. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of wild. But uh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely need to see it again. Whenever we well, watch I, it, I give based on your retelling. I suspect this will always there was this will also be a four out of six for me. But we will we will see. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they're putting these movies on Disney Plus so fast nowadays. Yeah, 45 days. Not too long. Yeah. So oh. I, I probably will just wait at this point. Maybe, I, maybe I'll go see it. Come, I will come see. the end of August. I mean, that's really how long you need to wait now. So. Yeah. Why would I wait until the end of August? No, I'm just, no, I'm just saying that's how long you'd have to wait <laughs> to get Disney Plus. No, I was, I was making a joke because you said come the end of August. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it oh was a hilarious God. sex joke. <laughs> and with that, we'll jump to recommendations. 
<laughs> oh man. Good any, stuff. Got anything good? Yeah, I will once again reiterate um, the boys wrapped up season three. That is not only the best superhero show there's ever been. It might be my favorite show. Um, Wow. This this season was just next level above even the first two seasons. I mean, it is incredible. It's incredible. I can't speak highly enough about it, but I kind of did that last week. So I will give a different recommendation, which is another show, which is um, it's on Hulu and it is the Orville. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, the show is really good. Now, I'm not a Star Trek person. I got nothing against Star Trek. I just never it's just. There's too many sci-fi series to be a big fan of, and I just never got into that one. Um, but from what I understand, the Orville started out as almost a parody of Star Trek, but it still had a lot of heart. Like the first two seasons were still like really good, a lot of heart, really good writing um, for just general storylines. And then this third season. It's the third season of the Orville, but they've kind of rebranded it. It's now called like the the Orville um, New Horizons or something. And it's now I mean, it's not even a parody anymore. It's just Star Trek from what I understand. But it's like it's incredible. I mean, um, it's all the stuff that again, I don't watch Star Trek. So I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. But from what I understand, Star Trek is very like socially aware And their storylines are very like there's a lot of parallels to like the real world. Same thing here. It's done really well, though. I don't I never feel like they're like beating me over the head with a lesson to learn. It always feels super um, understandable in the context of the story. Um, And it's like really good. And I totally understand it is Seth MacFarlane and I totally understand people have their feelings about Seth MacFarlane. But to be completely honest, he is like he's the captain, but he's not the main character. Like it is very much it's very much split between characters. Um, Like it's a show about the cast for sure. So it's not like you're going to be having to listen to Seth MacFarlane's Brian voice the whole time. Um, a lot of it's people say super that, that show good. is like a better Star Trek show than Star Trek shows. It's a, it's really, really good. Like I, I, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's really good. It's a fun watch. It's a less intense watch than the boys for sure. But it's like, it's just like, it's, it's like an easier watch. Um, it's great. It's really great. I wish more people, I hope more and more people, get past their Seth MacFarlane bias because it, it really is worth it. It's, it's becoming much like the boys. This most recent season really took a step to the next level. It's still going on. It's not over yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed. It's really good. Interesting. Um, I have a show and a book. All right. Um, one of them is kind of a reminder cause the show is already over. Um, but there is a show called Nathan for You. Yeah. And it you can watch it on HBO Max and it is like the funniest show. It's my favorite show like that is non like uh just like like a like a scripted kind of thing. Um 
basically each episode he'll he'll he goes to two businesses and he helps them quote unquote get better at what they do and to in order to succeed. But it's like all bullshit. It's all like very silly deadpan comedy. And so like he he goes to a gas station that's like struggling and he like makes their gas like the cheapest it could ever be, but like people have to fill out a rebate. And the rebate form has to be like dropped off at the top of like a mountain that you can only access by like hiking. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> silly stuff like that. Um, There's like a coffee shop that was failing. And so like he actually turns the coffee shop into an art exhibit because parody law allows it to be that way. And so he changes the entire place to look like a Starbucks only instead of the Starbucks logo. It just says dumb Starbucks. And basically you just like see all this crazy shit like play out because he takes it very seriously, but it's like, it's actually a joke. Um, and there's three seasons of that. And it's just like very, very good, very funny, deadpan kind of like cringe humor. Um, but I recommend that because there's a new HBO show with the same guy in it. Uh, Nathan Fielder coming out called the rehearsal, um, where he basically, um, <laughs> he basically, gets a huge construction crew, a bunch of actors and like all these crazy resources to allow ordinary people to prepare for like dating by rehearsing out the moment several times. Um, so it's like, if you're going to go on a date at a coffee shop, they like would like build out a coffee shop with like all the people and it'll look exactly the same so that they can like act it out beforehand. So they don't fuck it up in real life. (laughs) Um, and that comes out, uh, next Friday. And so, highly nice. recommend Nathan on what on HBO. Okay. So all of this is on HBO Max. Um, check out Nathan for you. The episodes are really quick. Um, it's fucking hilarious. It's like very smart comedy. Um, love that show. And then the book I'm reading. I'm not quite done with it, but I almost am. I've never quite read a book like this before. Um, it got recommended to me. Um, it's called The House by the Cerulean Sea, and it's basically like, um, you can tell it's like an allegory to a lot of stuff in life. Um, but there's basically, in the world, there's a bunch of magical, um, like, creatures and things. But, like, they're regulated by the state so that nothing bad can happen. And there's, like, this one orphanage in in the Cerulean Sea, you know, like, on an island. And basically all these people want to shut it down because there's a bunch of really high-powered magical people on it and they think they're dangerous. And then a bunch of stuff happens. But um, I read it because a bunch of people said it was very wholesome and and that, you know, they thought it was just like a really good book, positive book. And so that's why I read it. I also bought it because I saw the quote on the cover and the quote said, I loved it. It is like being wrapped up in a big gay blanket. Simply perfect. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, well, that's all I needed. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know I would like it because I don't read that type of book, uh, fantasy book that often. Usually I'm reading like mysteries and sci-fi books. So kind of like a happy, wholesome fantasy book I wasn't sure I'd be into. And I just fucking love it. It's been such a good um, experience reading it. So Nice. The House by the Cerulean Sea. I love it. All right. That sounds like it might be up my alley. Yeah, I might have to dude, check that I, one out. I would check it out. It's good. It's, yeah. it's a good little story. Um, highly recommend it. If you have anything for us, if you have any comments, concerns about anything, if you want to just tell us something, fuck the billionaires, perhaps, 
You can reach out to us at Twitter, at Infinity Rewatch, or email us at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Mm. Subject line, fuck the billionaires. Fuck the billionaires. Who needs them? Not me. <laughs> <laughs>